Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports. And joining me today is Lee Zolman, Vice President, Business Development at Sport Business Americas. Lee, super excited to have you back on the show. Very excited to be here. We had a great little warm-up conversation, and uh, I'm excited to be back on. We've done a few of these podcasts. I feel very fortunate, Rob, that you've had me on as a guest, and uh, I think you and I drive really well, and I, I love all the talk that we have surrounding sports marketing, sports sponsorships, um, licensing, all of those types of um, of, of components in, in, the, in the business of sports. So, so just a, a big thank you again for having me on. You're welcome. I really enjoy the value that you deliver. And I'm going to frame this podcast. You hit me up via email and said, if we do another podcast, remind me to tell you the story of the finder, the grinder, and the binder. So what did I do? I decided to live in action and send you a link to come back on the show. And here we are. I have zero clue what we're going to talk about. But here's the thing. I know it's going to be good. So Lee, the stage is yours. I, I don't know about the stage. I was in the middle of having a wonderful lunch, French fries and chicken and salad. And I remembered this and I, I thought it would be interesting. And, and through our communication, I thought it would be interesting to you to, 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 to hear about this. I didn't know you were going to say, let's do a podcast on it. I just thought maybe we'd hop on the phone. Um, but so that's, that's how, that's the genesis of this, of, of this podcast. And normally I get like my really good ideas. I feel my good ideas come when I'm exercising or working out. So, um, I, I and it's so much so that I made it a, an SOP in my life that before any seminar or speech I was giving, and, and I went for 15 years doing like at least one seminar a week. In, for some organization, I would always go for a little jog right before the seminar, a couple hours before. And by and large, nine times out of 10, I get this nugget that came in and I go home right down or jot it on my phone. Um, so just the brain flow is much better when you're exercising. I know I'm going off topic, but anyway, um, so what do you think, let me flip around and ask you a question. What do you think the finder, the grinder, and the binder are about? So when I look at it, as a salesperson, the finder, that's going to be somebody who goes out and finds deals, leads people. The grinder, that's someone who they put in the work. You can think about someone in poker who's putting in a 15-hour session. The grinder is someone who is committed to the process, who says, listen, I got to do as many dials as I can because I believe in the numbers game of a specific percentage. In the binder, that would be someone who would be very relationship-oriented or who could be the glue to something, whether it's a deal or the relationships of other people. And, and you can almost think of it in terms of Pulp Fiction. We had uh, – who was the guy that the wolf comes in and he was – was he the cleaner? He was the cleaner. He comes in yeah. and cleans things up. Right. So maybe instead of cleaning things up, the binder brings things together. Yeah, great analogy, and you pretty much, you know, are are, are there. Um, you know, I I've I've it's been really neat. You know, we've done a, a few 
podcasts now, and I've gotten a lot of traffic, incoming traffic about these podcasts. I've had people reach out from all over the country um, interested in learning more or just wanting to talk, whatever it should be, which is why we're here, which is why I'm doing this, right, to increase our and improve our network. And, and so I never know, you know, who's going to be listening to this, but I think we're doing a, a, a really great solid for a lot of the business development people out there. I want to preface by saying what we're going to talk about today, the finder, the grinder, and the binder, and what we've talked about in the past is not just for sports sponsorships. It can be used in marketing agencies, ad agencies, almost any business development. There are so many great gems to take away from what we discuss in, in a variety of uh, different types of organizations. So although yours and my you know, specialty is sports marketing sponsorship, um, the stuff that we discuss really can be taken into any sales organization. And I think you'd agree with that. 100%. The majority of sales is homogenous. I think the majority of business is homogenous. You take specific principles and then you just customize them depending on what you're selling. Sure. Sure. And, and, and being, you know, a hundred percent transparent, this, um, this story of the finder, the grinder and the binder is not something that I came up with. It was something that, uh, when I was working in, in car racing sponsorship, it was something that was given to me. It was something that was brought to me by a mentor of mine. Um, and, and we, we discussed it often. Um, and, and basically it's this, um, there are three types of people in the world of sponsorship and we're just, let's just, I'm just going to use the word sponsorship. You can put in whatever words you want. There's the finder. That's the person that finds new business that finds the new sponsors. There's the grinder. The grinder is the person who puts the actual deals together. And then there's the binder. The binder is the closer. The binder is a person that closes the deal, gets them to sign. Now, sometimes someone is really good at all three. Sometimes there's a per, there are people that are finders, grinders, and binders, and they're excellent at all three. And sometimes there's a person that's only good at two or just, or just one. Um, this, you know, this gentleman that, that was my mentor and was talking to me, you know, he, he, when he was telling me this story, and we were looking at my pipeline one day, he said, Lee, you know, well, first of all, this guy had done over a billion dollars in, in sports sponsorship in his career. I mean, he, 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 he's a big dog. And he says, Lee, you by far are the best finder of new business I've ever seen. You bring in more new business than we can handle, you know, but we're going to help and teach you how to be a better grinder and a binder. And sometimes it takes a team. A lot of times with the big deals, it takes a team to put together the whole deal. So that, and, and I have some notes and, and things I wrote down, you know, specifics into the finder, the grinder and the binder. But um, I guess to start off, that's what I, I, I'll give you as an introduction to that. And I really like that. And I was even thinking about myself and where I fall on that. And I think there's an element of yourself where you say, well, what am I best at? But almost by default, I have to be all three, certainly as someone who runs his own business. And for me, my entire sales career, I've never been given any leads. So from the second I started in sales, it was me. 
So I had to be the finder, the grinder, and the binder. And that's always been my mindset of, all right, how can I be this all in one? Because here's the beautiful thing. People may come to me and say, Rob, I've got said clients. Who do you know that can dot, dot, dot? Here I am as a broker. Uh, before I started making sports, this is probably 13 years ago when I was doing my digital advertising sales, I actually opened up an ad sales brokerage where all I did was I was a broker between the publisher and the advertiser because I knew the publishers and I was already doing ad sales. So I knew the advertisers and they're saying, right. Rob, where can we find good inventory? The publishers are saying, Rob, we need good advertisers. I was like, boom. And really what it was called was mailbox money where I was making a 20% cut yeah. in all of this, literally just putting these things together. And it was the best and it, it really showed me the different areas there, but you really have to be good at all of these. Cause if you only said I'm good at closing, but if you don't have the new business to close, you're kind of in trouble. Oh yeah. It's a whole chicken and an egg. And the bigger the deals, the bigger the organization, the more of a, of a team effort it's going to take. So the finder is that person who understands the business of business. They, they understand companies, they understand businesses. They've got, you know, personality, they're extroverted, they're networkers, they're going out there and meeting people because they need to bring in new clients. Um, they're diligent and organized individuals because obviously you, you have to stay organized to bring a new business. You know, let's just say agency wise, right? I worked at a marketing agency finding new business and I was going out and, you know, sure, I was smiling and dialing every day, but I was going to three or four networking events per week, you know, because we were, you know, an integrated marketing agency. We had numerous capabilities. We had some big name clients. And who knows, any type of business could have benefited from our services. So it was a matter of, hey, meeting people, talking to them, finding out what their challenges are, seeing if our marketing capabilities could overcome those challenges and solve their problems and bring them into the fold. And at that point, and I, and, and, and I love learning and I'm still learning across all three of these areas, the finder, the grinder, and the binder. But at that point, I wasn't necessarily a great binder in closing the deal. And as far as the grinding goes, we had a team for that. So we had a creative services director, and we had the CEO, and we had a strategist, and we had a social media specialist. And all of those people, took part in the grinding, but the grinder was the composer. So, and the conductor and putting all of those pieces together. So I was learning all of that. So I was really good at finding the new business and then obviously grinding the workout with the whole team, but then you have to close the deal. And that's where the binder comes in. And if I back up a moment, the grinders are going to be the strategic people, the tactical people. Um, as I mentioned, there could be even, even a team. And after it's all done and, and the proposals put together and then you have the meetings with the clients, that's when the binder comes in. And maybe, you know, maybe one person is that in, in a small agency. And that's when you have to learn your closing techniques and how to read body language and listen across all three of these areas. I think the one huge denominator is listening. You have to listen to the other side. Um, a lot of finders spend too much time talking and they don't spend enough time listening. And, and that's a big takeaway from this. But 
Um, to the binding, you know, the binder closes, closes the deal. I had an experience once on the flip side. So I was buying a car, right? Guy was trying to sell me a car. I was trying to beat him up on price. He was negotiating with me. I'm negotiating with him. We're doing the whole dance. Hours. Hours we're doing the dance. I love it. I lo people hate buying a car. I love it. I love going in, in, in there. Um, and after a few hours and we're sitting there and haven't moved, then the general manager, the head of that sales department comes in. He's the closer. He was there to bind the deal together. And he did. And he found my soft spots and he put the deal and he got me to close because the sales guy wasn't getting me to close. So in, in the world of the binder, I think one great tip I can give is never be afraid to ask for the contract. You know, never be afraid to say, here's a contract sign here. And it might work, it might not work. But if you don't ask for it and you don't take the contract, you have less chance of it closing. And, and so that is some of the details that I've, you know, put into a roadmap for the finder, the grinder, and the binder. I love that. I've got a few different things that I want to dish about with this. So we'll go with the last one. Never be afraid to ask for the contract. One of the quotes I live by, if you don't ask, the answer is always, always no. no. Sure. And guess what? You could actually ask for the contract at the beginning of a conversation because sometimes sales guys oversell. Have you heard enough to move forward with the deal? Because you may just go on with an hour worth presentation and they said, I was ready to buy this right out of the gate. And you see people all the time overselling. So think about how many different ways can, can you throw out? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Are you throwing this in your emails there? All right, number two, listening. I, this is something that is a struggle for all salespeople. And it's gonna be pretty much everyone everywhere. We can always be better at listening. And I think a key to this is actually asking better questions and being more thoughtful on what said questions are because it is easier to listen to a question where you want to know the answer because it's going to help you flow through which goes to the importance of writing a sales script which can really be you knowing the path of what you're going to go through this so when you're in more control of the conversation you can listen a lot easier as opposed to when you don't know what you're doing and you're a little bit nervous and you're just talking because I'm gonna let you know everything I've got going on with my company right here. <laughs> yeah. And instead, if you're just like, hey Lee, tell me about what your biggest challenge is right now. And then yeah. boom, you, you just let that go and now you can listen and let them talk. But man, it is a challenge. It's, it's a conscious thing salespeople have to work on. A hundred percent. I mean, the 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 jokester side of me wants to say to you right now i'm sorry what were you saying i wasn't listening <laughs> but, but i won't say it um yeah a hundred percent on that a lot of salespeople talk too much they don't do enough exploration um uh, i believe that with salespeople, when you are talking with a prospect on a phone uh an initial phone call maybe the first minute of of material talk not just how's the weather but the first minute material talk is you giving them, you know, the, the quick snapshot of who you are and what you do. And then it's just exploratory. And the person asking the questions controls the conversation. And I'm going to ask probably 10 to 12 key, key questions. And I'm learning about their business. 
and I'm learning about how they've evolved and where they're going and what are their challenges before I even send them, show them anything. And not enough people do that. I talk to so many sponsorship people, look people, you know, companies looking for sponsorship. And, and obviously I was on the flip side of this. So when I was a brand manager for numerous brands, I was getting these sponsorship proposals in. I'd have people just send me sponsorship proposals out of nowhere. They, they don't even know what I'm looking for as a brand. They don't, you know, they don't even know what our strategy is, you know, what our objectives are. It's like, if you want to sell me sponsorship, you know, find out what I'm looking for. Don't just send me gold, platinum, silver. Oh my gosh, I wanted to bang my head against, against the wall, you know? Um, so yeah, they, I think that most salespeople need to do a better job listening and asking questions. But here's the tough part, Rob, is there are salespeople out there that don't know the questions to ask. That's the, that's the part. And if they don't know the questions to ask and they're too stubborn to learn, then that's a very big challenge for a company. So I think the key to this is I'm a constant learner at my own process. So as I'm having a call with someone and they ask me a question about something, all of a sudden, I'm writing things down being like, oh man, they asked about this. Or if I hear of a pain point for a specific industry where I was like, man, I didn't think about this. So now all of a sudden I can recall it because I know, hey, this is a pain point to the person that I'm talking to in the future for everybody else that I'm talking to. I'm going to make sure to ask this. And one other thing to add on this, I think if you think about the flow of a conversation, you can actually be very transparent about this. So you say, boom, the one minute intro, and then you're like, hey, Lee, if it's cool with you, I'd love to ask you a series of questions. I want to get to know you a little bit better, and I think it would help this conversation flow. Is that cool with you? And then get your permission where you're like, yeah. I'm like, great. So now you've set the frame right there, and boom, you go through the questions. And if you also don't know the questions, I really think it's a matter of intention. Did you spend one hour to say, what's my script that I'm writing? And by the way, this is an hours process. For me, I'm constantly writing more and more and more scripts and questions mm -hmm. and then rinse and repeat. Yeah, I mean, you, you made a, a bunch of good points here, which you know I, I, I feel is really valuable for people who are selling sponsorship out there. Number one is when you start talking with someone, uh, if you start talking, let's say with a brand, um, you want to set the framework, like you said, up front. you know, hey, Rob, you know, I'm Lee, I'm calling from sport business and we do this and, you know, I, I'd love to do this and ask you a few questions. And at the end, you know, if you want to ask me any questions, great. How does that sound to you? And I think that setting that framework up front uh, will set the salesperson up for success. I think having a roadmap for a conversation, so you're doing, just like you said, doing background research. I never go into a meeting without knowing where someone went to college, you know, just know where they went to college also, give some speaking points, but know about that company. Um, asking questions about the general business that is happening. How are you doing? How's business going? What are your objectives? What are your challenges? You know, what are your goals? You know, what do you, you know, what do you got looking at, you know, Q3, Q4, you know, 2020, um, asking those kinds of questions. Uh, and then also 
validating what they say. So at the end, bringing it back. Um, you know, Rob, you know, you had mentioned that, you know, you wanted to reach, you know, 50,000 new people with your podcast. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, oh, well, that's really great because we have X, Y, and Z service that will help you reach 50,000 new people. I'd love to tell you about it. And there you go. So you're getting the validation from, from the person as well. Um, and, and that is part of the grind process to bring it back. That's part of the grind process. Um, so I think it's, you know, for salespeople out there, sponsorship people out there, it's really, I think this, we can, you know, take away from this conversation, it's self-evaluation. Being aware of what are your strong points, the finder, the grinder, and the binder, and being aware of where you can improve. Can I improve in closing the deal? You know, and, and people focus on closing the deal, but hey, if you're not bringing in the new business and bringing in the leads and finding the new business, there's not going to be any business to close. So they're all really, really important, but it's worth a salesperson evaluating and learning, teaching themselves, you know, new skills where, where, where they're not as strong. Um, so that's, um, I think bringing it around to the finder, the grinder or the binder. And I dig it And the bow all wrap on this is, I believe a lot of this also comes with experience. Oh yeah. As I oh, look yeah. at myself as a grinder and specifically the word strategy, seven years ago when I didn't know how to do any of this stuff, if you were to say, Rob, what is the strategy behind these things? You don't have the real world application experience to say, I've seen X, Y, and Z, so I can tell you from an actual strategic basis why we are saying that, that some of these things will, um, get better with experience as a finder, man, you can always go hustle. You can find the stuff that's going to work for you and then closing at the same time. But I think with the grinder specifically, the experience side of things will allow you to be more strategic. Yeah. The grinding, you know, uh, the grinding for me was, was really cool. I, I learned so much in working with some of these agencies and like really cool creative people and, and strategists and, I mean, that's, I think the really fun part is putting the package together and, you know, what, you know, what is the, what does it look like? Um, that was really the fun part. I really liked the strategy part and, and then the binding part, that's kind of the, that's, that's always the scariest part is trying to, is trying to close the deal. Um, but there's various tactics, you know, that, that are, that I found to be really successful. Um, and some of those go back to our first conversations. So our first conversations were about, you know, giving people a choice. So how do you use that tactic in a closing scenario? Um, and, and that's, that's you know, one thing I find really cool about the closing scenario. And, and when do you pick up the phone or versus send an email or versus send a text message in the, in this day and age? Um, closing is, closing is, Walking the tightrope, Rob. It really is. Closers only, baby. <laughs> ABC, right? Right. So well, if you didn't get the opportunity, Lee and I have done several podcasts together. If you enjoyed this, check them out. It is within the last uh, 20 episodes of the Sports Marketing Huddle. Lee, as always, I love the knowledge that you're dropping because this is really valuable to a lot of other people out there to help them on their journey. Where can people connect with you? 
Well, and thank you. Thank you for, for having me on and allowing me to share some of this knowledge that, you know, some I've developed and some that's been, you know, handed down to me and, and hopefully we're helping people out there. I know we are because I've gotten a lot of, you know, incoming messages, as, as I mentioned. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. It's Lee Zolman, at Lee Zolman, very simple, Z-O-H-L-M-A-N. Um, I'm also on, on LinkedIn. Very good. So mainly, mainly those areas. And then of course, uh, my main website, uh, my own, my main personal website, which is Zolman.com. And as always, I would love to hear from you about this episode. Did it cause you to think or take action? Let us know. Are you a finder, a grinder, a binder, a combination of them? And do you have any tips that you would like to share of anything that we've talked about on the show? You can hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn at Rob Cressy. I'll share anything good that comes in. That's it. That's all.